I like big books and I cannot lie. Kim and Julie sure can't deny. When a book walks in with a big thick spine, we're gonna have a good time. So, baby, wanna talk books with ya? You get the picture. Just push play and subscribe and turn to chapter five. Hey! Kim, it's my favorite time of the month. It is time to talk about books. Yes, I'm so excited. I've been waiting. I got my list. Let's do it. I'm ready. <laughs> I know we've had to postpone this a couple times for other things that have come up. And every time I'm just like, oh man, but it gives me a little bit extra to add another book on the finish list or something. That was my exact thoughts. Oh, well now I have another book I can read. <laughs> And we were just talking, but this is going to publish on Thanksgiving day for Mm -hmm. anybody that celebrates the United States Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And I was telling Kim, I really love to consume content on that day because we're traveling and cooking and I don't want to tune. I want to listen to a podcast, but I don't want to tune in personally to like a best of or something like that. Cause mm-hmm. chances are, if I listen to the podcast, I've already heard it. So we are going to test this out and see if you guys also would like to listen to something basically non-work related, but just exactly something fun, fun for your ears on yeah. Thanksgiving. And what's more after. fun than spicy books? Come on, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> well, and we should say that our like ultimate, like our yearly spicy book episode will be coming out the week of Christmas, I think. So Mm -hmm. stay tuned for that. But right now we're going to catch you up on the spicy and non-spicy books we've read this fall and what we're planning on reading to give you guys some ideas for your winter slash like holiday TBR list. Yeah. 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 Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Go. No, you go ahead. Okay. So, I mean, basically I went from the beginning of the year being like in this very non-fictiony, mm-hmm. like I want to learn things and like self-care and manifestation and woo-woo-woo vibes or whatever. And so now I'm back to my spice jams. Okay. So like yes. that's where I'm at fantasy, contemporary, all things spice. So the, one of the first books I I've been reading or I've read is by a thread by Lucy score. And this one's, you know, just kind of like a cheesy contemporary spicy book, but it was really cute. It was really cute. It was about, it's a workplace romance where you have like the grumpy mean boss and then the girl trying to like prove herself in the world. And, you know, it it put a spin on it though, because she started out at a waitress at his restaurant and he was eating with his mom and he was being like a total douche nozzle to her. And so like, she like told him off and put him in his place. And, you know, I love a sassy woman and she got fired for it. So his mom hired her and then she ended up being his assistant and the spice is like, very nice (laughs) but it's just like their uh rhetoric and how they go back and forth with each other I just like it I like it just the right amount of drama it sounds good sounds Mm -hmm. really good I don't read a lot of contemporary romance like very few and far between but I needed something a little different so I went with I call those my beach reads, you know, yeah, like the relaxing be a good beach read. Or like if you're traveling for the holidays and you need something that isn't intense and doesn't, 
it doesn't require like your full attention because you have children or something in the back fighting or acting like crack children, then you can read that. (laughs) So I found a new category of books that I am very excited about Mm -hmm. and it's called cozy fantasy. And so these, it could include romance. It could not. But if you look up cozy fantasy, there's this whole genre of books that it has a plot. Like my pet peeve are sort of modern fiction that have no plot, like picks Mm -hmm. up from the beginning of a story and it kind of tells it for a while, like kind of a slice of life, but there's no resolution. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I would say there's no point because there are people that really love those books and they love to just sort of peek into other people's lives, but I'm getting, I'm getting off track. The cozy fantasy have a plot, but it's like a gentle plot. It's Mm -hmm. not like we're going to war and we have to save the entire world. And if we (laughs) don't, all of mankind depends on us. (laughs) And if they, uh, you know, they're on these quests and like people are dying off and it's just like all very dramatic, the cozy fantasy, it's like all the best elements from fantasy, but with a gentle, gentle approach. So I have to say, this is my early prediction, but I think this book is my favorite book of the whole year. Oh my God. I need to read it then. If you're so I, it really like, I love this book so much. So legends and lattes is a book about an orc mercenary. (laughs) Nice. I don't know exactly what an orc is. They describe it. It's on the cover, but Uh she is a mercenary. And throughout her travels throughout the land, she came to this one little city and they had this goblin drink called coffee and this little coffee shop, but it's not like people don't know what it is as a whole. It's like, nobody's ever heard of it. So Mm -hmm. she decides to like quit her life of murder (laughs) and mayhem. (laughs) With her little light group of assassins and go to this village and start a coffee shop. So she orders like a goblin machine that makes the coffee and the beans. And she like all this like host of really lovely engaging characters come in, including a rat named Ratkin, who is basically like their pastry chef. But the vibe of this book the feel of it, the description of the pastries and the coffee and the atmosphere are so lovely. The author reads this book, which normally I would think would be, I listen to it on audiobook. Okay. Um, normally I would think that'd be a problem, but he does such an incredible job. It's only like six mm-hmm. hours, but guaranteed I'm going to listen to this book again. And it has yeah, like, okay. it has a plot line. So you're a little concerned about some things that are happening, but it does have a resolution at the end. Uh, I need to do that then I need to listen to it. So I've been working, like if I'm doing graphics and stuff, I'll listen to an audible book. So, but if I'm doing like captions or like I'm having to write a lot for Pinterest descriptions and stuff, I can't listen, but yeah, while I'm doing my graphics, I'll have to listen to it. I also think it's a perfect holiday book because Mm. it's lovely, but it does have that cozy feel to it. So Mm. if you're, whether you're wrapping presents or, you know, cleaning for the holidays or baking, I just think it's the perfect book. Yay. Okay. So I finally dove in to one of Cressley Cole's books because (gasps) you have been telling me to read her stuff. So 
She's not on Kindle Unlimited, so I did purchase this book, um, Heads Up, by Thread, by Lucy Score. Everything else is Kindle Unlimited except this one, but it's called The Professional by Cressley Cole. It is a mafia romance. It is very spicy, but um, it has a really good plot. I really liked it a lot. Um, the lead character is this sassy, very independent, feminist um, character who her dad ends up being like head of the Russian mafia, totally realistic, obviously. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and she didn't know because she was adopted. And so um, meets his like number two, his second, falls in love, but there's a lot of drama. There's some death that is sad, but then, you know, they overcome a lot to be together. You know, I love a good mafia romance. I just do would I pee in my pants if I met a mafia person in real life? Absolutely. <laughs> but do I love reading about them? Yes. And so if you want like a steamia, steamia, a steamy mafia romance, the professional by Cressley Cole is a jam. It is. It is steamy. When you were reading it, I was like, okay, now we're. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is a little, here we go. <laughs> there's Gino like trigger warning there's some uh, you know whips and chains going on there a little bit but it's that you can't get through you know what I mean I don't know I'm so red right now <laughs> it wouldn't be a book episode if we didn't make him blush <laughs> anyway so it was really good it was really good I'm glad you liked it I like her banter like really yeah. her female main characters and the banter and like the witty humor is always really enjoyable you can count on yeah. her for that mm -hmm. so this book I think either we both read or I'm pretty sure it's on your list but what mm -hmm. hunts inside the shadows is I'm not ready yet okay so it's number two of the flesh and bone series by Harper L Woods all these things will be linked in the show notes by the way um yeah. And I was a little worried because mm -hmm. I liked the first one so much. Listen, mm -hmm. was the writing sort of mediocre? Yeah. yeah. But it just like hit all of the tropes that I yeah. liked. And it was fast paced. It was a, an easy read. I just really enjoyed it. And there's definitely like um, in the book community, I've seen people either love it or hate it. So, you know, it might not be for everybody. But it's a story, uh, it's a mystery because you really don't know what's happening. It starts out really rough with this girl who's in a village and she yeah. is basically abused in this village mm -hmm. by leaders of the village. And there's a veil protecting the village from, you know, the rest of like the supernatural world. Well, mm -hmm. you know, through one thing or another, the veil falls and then this like adventure takes place. And mm -hmm. it's definitely a mystery. You don't know, even at the end of book two, you don't know really who she is or like what her <sighs> role is in this. Um, and book two started out for me, like when I messaged you about it, it was going so slow in that I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, we don't need, you know, 40% of the book, just sort of internal dialogue. Like I wanted more plot yeah. and the plot wasn't moving quick enough for me. Um, but then once it got to like the second half of the book, everything started happening, but it definitely ends on a cliffhanger. So <sighs> 
be ready for book three. You know, you could always put this whole series off till it's completed if you like that, but I still like it and I'm still excited to read book three. I'll definitely get it. Yeah. I am in a spot where I'm like frustrated with authors that do that though. Like if a series could end in two books then end it in two books, do not stretch it out. That is like, it's been a pet peeve for me because I listened to the first book on Audible and it was really, really good. Like the narration was very good. So I planned on listening to the second book on Audible too. But, you know, like I've been trying to get through Throne of Glass series all year. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Let's switch it up and let's listen to the Audible. And so I went back and um, the Queen of Shadows, because mm-hmm. that's where I remember like that's where I remember I stopped on Empire of Storms, but I needed to backtrack a little bit just to refresh some things. And the gal that does the narration is top freaking notch. I think her name is Elizabeth Evans. She is a fantastic narrator and she totally got me back into the story. But on Empire of Storms, or I think that's the title of it, I want to quit. Because she's just stretching it out. And you know, I'm a Sarah J. Moss fan. Like I want a tattoo of her books on my body. Like I love her. But like this whole, it could have ended on Queen of Shadows. It really could have. Like they had, like King Ardalyn was like dead, dead, gone. Like they, they could have, they could have ended it there. And I feel like they're stretching it. So I just had to speak on that pet peeve of mine. (laughs) Will I finish the series before January? That is a goal, but I might be ill the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) I've just invested too much not to finish it. I tell you, I, if I had any advice, not that you're asking for advice about this series, but I will take it. I would say like, hang on because there's that, you know, the one book and is it Empire of Storms where um, you kind of break off and follow the characters Kaol and like sort of yeah. his healing journey across the seas. Mm-hmm. And then right now she just had that encounter with Lord Darrow and I want to punch him in the face because mm-hmm. he's like a rude prick. I'm sorry, but he is. And so I'm like, she's done gone through all of this. And then you're telling her this? Absolutely mm-hmm. not. So I'm just, and then like the witches are going to like, you know, attack the kingdom. I'm trying not to give too much, but like we're there where like Rowan has to go help. And I'm like, are you freaking serious? They just came back together. Like what the crap? Listen, I promise you like the journey is worth it. It's so worth it. And you'll be so grateful to get to, because I felt like that too. There was like a book at least in the middle that felt like this is going really slow, but you know how it is. It was like, she, she needed it to introduce some other characters, which I get it. Like at the time when I was reading it, I was like, I just want to get back to the main character, but the Mm -hmm. other characters and their development bring such a rich storyline and Mm -hmm. you know, she's not going to leave it hanging. Like at the end, she brings all these stories together in such a masterful way. Like I think of her writing as she's like a weaver in that she will bring in storylines and people and you can't possibly imagine like how they're connected or what's going to come together. Mm -hmm. And she does it so well. So what I like is that there's not loose strings. Like she's not bringing in characters or storylines that don't actually really mean something to the reader at the end. Mm -hmm. It's my like pitch. 
<laughs> and I think I feel this way because I was listening to it earlier today, but I'm going to keep going because I've just like invested too much of my life in it. And I love her as an author so much, but so the next ones that I read were, I'm just going to put these two together was drive was the first book. And then reverse was the second book. And they're both by Kate Stewart. I read a lot of Kate Stewart lately. I just absolutely love her and the way that she develops her characters um the way you just really feel like you know these people you feel like they're real people and that you could really be friends with most of her characters especially the female characters that she develops and so this was such a lovely two books I cried multiple times in both books and no it's not on my time of the month like it was not hormonal it was because because she just knows how to evoke emotions out of you. Like she just pulls at your heartstrings as an author. I love, love, love her. But Drive is based on um, this gal. She's just a kick-ass lead character who is a writer. And she wants to uh, travel the world and write about music. That's like her passion. She meets a drummer from a band they fall in love. It's kind of like a toxic situation back and forth. Um, and it just tells about their love story um, and the journey of having different relationships to ending up together. Well, book two is based on their children. And um, there is another romance from book one. He has a daughter. Uh, the lead character has a son and it's just, I love how she brings it all together. It's just two phenomenal books. You, if you like that kind of thing, it's a, you know, contemporary spicy story or whatever, but it's, she just brings the journey of these families and it's so lovely. Like, I just love it. And you just fall in love with these people. Like, I still think about these characters and their journey. So I didn't think book two is, would be as good as it was. It was so good. And um, I know Julie mentioned this. She even has a Spotify playlist and every chapter you can click a song and listen to that song in the background. And it goes along with exactly with what you're reading. It's such, it's just phenomenal. I could not suggest these books more. I loved that. And did you take my advice and start sooner than I did listening to the playlist yeah, next to the I chapters? Did. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I did. And it was like, <laughs> Josh was like, are you, what are you doing? Like, are you just staring at your phone as you listen to music? I like, no, idiot. I'm reading and listening. <laughs> and then See, I had to explain it to him. Listen, when I ended book two, it was like super late at night and he was just going to bed. I like rolled over and I had to tell him all about the books. <laughs> it was like 1130 <laughs> at night. He's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm like, but you don't understand. This is so amazing. They made it against all odds. And he's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> it was so good. It. I'm so glad you liked those. Mm -hmm. So the next book I read because I was living in cozy fantasy land was one that was recommended by, uh, you know, anybody who recommends that genre. And it's called Howl's Moving Castle. And what's really interesting about this is I didn't know when I started, there's a movie too, like an anime type movie uh, about this book, which I haven't watched, 
I tried to get my kids to watch it, but they, they don't know what's going on with that <laughs> anime. <laughs> so it was so interesting because I, at no point, it's like, I was thinking about this book and what I really loved about it is that no point did I know what was going to happen next, or could I have ever written this book? Like it was, there's like a fire demon that lives in a fireplace. There are witches and wizards. There is a door that opens to multiple dimensions, i.e. like multiple towns, um, depending on where you turn the knob. There is like this um, nod to modern day Wales. So it's not just like set in a past time. It's kind of like a little dabble of time traveling. There's a mm-hmm. tiny bit of romance. Um, it's very, it, I gave it a three stars out of five because to me Hi. it moved a little bit slower, but I enjoyed the story and I definitely did not consider like not finishing it. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. It just was, was slow and cozy and really intriguing. And definitely like both of these books, what I liked is that both Legends and Lattes and Howl's Moving Castle, I could listen to with the kids around. And I gave the books to my daughter to listen to. Oh, that's um, nice. Because there's nothing in there that she couldn't listen or, you know, would want to not read. So most of my, like 99% of my audiobooks, it's just, that's not possible. I have to listen with headphones. So I enjoyed mm-hmm. that part of it too. Oh, that's nice. Okay. So I was still on a Kate Stewart role <laughs> and I saw this, I've seen people talk about this book on, on book talk. And then it came up in my suggestions and Kindle and it's called someone else's ocean by Kate Stewart. And this, um, is based on like a man who went through a divorce and um, moved to a beach house in St. Thomas that his parents owned to like heal and a childhood friend lives next door and essentially they end up falling in love but it's very like takes them along their healing journey because she has some definite issues as well but it's a beautiful story story about like second chance love and you know soulmate kind of things and it just hit like a really good spot I wish I would have read this book while on the beach because a lot of the book is obviously set on the island so it's like a really nice read but if you're like dead in the middle of winter and you need some sunshine like definitely pick up this book so it was it was very lovely that's so sweet I Mm -hmm. haven't even heard of that book by her so I think that's going to have to go on my, my list. I didn't love it as much as drive in reverse, Mm -hmm. but it's, uh, you know, it's one of those reads where you'll be reading. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm almost done. (laughs) Like you just, you don't want to put it down. And that's probably, I attribute that to her writing, but it Mm -hmm. was really good. She's a good writer. Mm -hmm. So here's where I went back to my roots a little bit. This is the one that is to snap a silver stem, which we talked about book one in past episodes. And this is book two in the series by Sarah Parker. They called it like a dark Rapunzel retelling, which Mm -hmm. I get. And also I don't like, I think that's a pretty loose description. I would not have put that together if I hadn't read it, but I really like this series. It has the things that we enjoy. Um, They're sort of a mystery, a journey to discovery, 
a strong female main character in this one. I think you would probably like, because it's that journey of like weak to strong. So you're Mm -hmm. seeing that growth and that progression of the character. Mm -hmm. And there's definitely, you know, it's like a magic and fantasy, but the end of this book was, I was so shocked. Like it is a cliffhanger. Um, I think, but also I was not expecting that at all. I was just, I wish I had somebody to say like, what the heck? Maybe if you read this one, then you can send me a message and be like, what the heck? Because I'm like, that's just how the book ends. Like that's pretty wild. And I haven't said that about a book in a long time. Yeah. I'm going to have to read that. That sounds really interesting. I really like this series and I feel like it's underrated. I don't see a lot of people talking about it, but I haven't. it's really such a great series. Like I love this series. And I would say like, if I was going to recommend between the flesh and bone series that I just talked about and this one, this one has better writing, better characters. The romance is more interesting. It's more of like, I don't even think you call it like grumpy sunshine type of romance. Mm-hmm. It's like more of like a love hate kind of romance. Okay. Um, but really, I don't know. I just haven't read anything else like it this year. And I definitely recommend it. I'm going to have to check that out. You've sold me. Okay. So I went, I tried this new author, JT. Well, she, they're probably not new. It's new to me. Um, JT Gessinger. I guess that's how you say it. Um, I picked up this book, Pen Pal, because it was recommended on Book Talk, and it jacked me up. It oh, no. jacked me up. And I, the next book I'm going to talk about is by the same author. And I just think this is the author's like MO. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you think you're reading about this lady who's recovering from her husband, like, traumatically dying. But it doesn't end up like that. And it ends up being like a paranormal twist, which I'm really not into. Like, I'm just not. And um, would I ever read it again? No. If I knew someone liked paranormal romance, I probably would suggest it. But I I don't even know if I enjoyed it or not. And like, (laughs) I was talking about it with my friend Holly. We were eating lunch one day and I was like, this book is jacking me up. She read it in like two days and she loved it. She was like, I knew that the whole time, didn't you? And I'm like, absolutely not. There was like a twist at the end and you have to go, I had to go back and reread it. Cause I was like, what the crap? You know, except I didn't say crap. Okay. Imagine what I said. (laughs) <laughs> but, you know, like, it's like, absolutely not. This is not okay. Are you serious? Are you serious right now? And I had to go back and reread it. But if you just, if you love like a twist at the end of the book that makes you think, what did I just read? Then I would say go for it. But I really well, wasn't into it. Tell us what you mean by paranormal romance, because sometimes people I, would put that category of like fae, okay. fairies, like thing and paranormal romance. No. And I know that's not what you mean. So tell us what no. you mean by paranormal romance. Okay. So there's this girl and well, she's a woman and um, her husband dies. And so she thinks that she is like trying to move on with her life. And she bought this like huge house and it's one of these historic homes and it's falling apart 
it was a fixer upper that her and her husband were working on while he passed away. So she calls this repairman. Well, she ends up having like really spicy, you know, look, shirks with the repairman and they like form, like form this relationship and, but he's like being kind of sneaky and like weird and like will disappear for days at a time, but then come back and go, I love you. Let's do it. You know? And then um, she thinks that she's being haunted by her husband. Well, she's not. And I'm going to leave it there because I'll tell the ending. But it's not her being haunted. All right. Well, I'm intrigued. So I'm intrigued. All right. I mean, I just did not like the ending. Like I was, but then when I think about it, you know, I should have known. I should have known that. It wasn't the ex-husband or it wasn't the husband, (laughs) but there's this, there's this like murdery twist at the end too, that you didn't expect. So if that's your jam, then go for it, but not really bad. (laughs) And then I was like, well, there's this other book. I I just want to talk about the other book with the same author really fast, but there's this other book I saw. Everyone loves it on book talks by the same author, JT Gessinger. And I'm so sorry if this author ever hears me pronounce their last name, but it's called Perfect Strangers. And um, she jacked me up again. She just <laughs> totally jacked me up. It was like Inception, where it's a book inside of a book inside of a book. And it involves this woman who divorced. Um, trigger warning it, it has a child uh, being killed in the book um, this woman her child was murdered in front of her and so her husband leaves her because their marriage kind of falls apart because of the loss of the child she um, moves to Paris for a summer because she's a writer and her publisher and her are really good friends and so she's like go stay in my apartment in Paris and write and you know try to heal because it's been several years since the child loss so it's not like her child died and then her publisher's telling her this this is like years later I'm trying to get you out of your writing funk go to Paris you know live like the the Parisian dream and like eat a lot of cheese and drink a lot of wine and write. well she ends up um staying in this apartment building with some really quirky characters and falls in love with this dude who's like super schmexy in the book like, I imagine him and I'm like, hunk, hunk, I burn in love. And, you know, they do some like spicy things. Um, but then, like, there's a complete twist because this author loves to jack people up. That's might must be a Southern Cyan because she like really jacks me up. But anyway, um, and then like the character ends up in a mental into institution, but it's like a book inside of a book inside of a book. So at the end, You'll see why. But like, I literally had to reread the last several chapters because I'm like, I don't understand. Like, why? Why is she in in a mental institution? It's giving like, me I, like Verity PTSD just hearing like, about it. Oh my gosh. Yes. I didn't even think about it. I did not even think about that, but I can. Yes. Yes. I, maybe they're friends, but like I run away from Colleen Hoover books. I probably will never read another book by JT Gessinger because it is just not good for me. Like That's my men- mentally, I cannot handle it. <laughs> but okay. Go ahead. <laughs> That's where I was at. Well, we'll move on to a book that was good or is good. I'm still reading the third book in this series. And the good news is 
from what I understand, it's a complete series. So mm-hmm. it starts out with kingdom of the wicked. You guys know if you followed along, I love this series of books. It starts out very like cozy. It's the James Patterson and Harry Maniscalco. The first book is like them two together. And what I have found is interesting is that it's like those James Patterson sort of murder mysteries, but it's like mixed with demons and witches and like that paranormal, but they do it in such an interesting way. Like I used to love those books. It's like, you don't know, Mm -hmm. it's like a whodunit kind of a mystery that they're, you know, they're unwinding. Mm -hmm. And so it takes place in like Italy, there's cooking. I do like the witch aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And this book, I'm halfway through the third book. It's, if I didn't say it's kingdom of the feared. And this is where everything's coming together. Like all the things are being revealed that you've been waiting sort of to hear about. There's a romance that's coming together. There's this massive sort of like curse mystery that's coming together. I have heard that there could be a spinoff. So well, everything, all your questions are answered in this like end of book three, which I really enjoy, there could be like a separate like characters, you know how they do, like they break off and you kind of Mm -hmm. find out about their story. And so I, I love this series. It's definitely one of my favorite of the year. And I would say if that sounds good to you, then check it out. All right. So I went back to my like Fayish like fantasy roots with the next series. I'm still reading this series. I think there's six books. I saw this one on TikTok too. And my best friend Holly was like, oh my God, you have to read this. I read like the first three books in four days. Like this is so good. So it's called Broken Bonds by Jay Bree. That's the first one. And it's kind of got like a spin to it that I have never seen before, or I've never read before personally, but it's a girl who has five different mates. And so um, they all have like superpowers kind of not not like superhero-y um but like one of them is a shifter so he can shift into like different animals and things and then uh, one of them can like um call forth these like nightmare creatures that will like kill you so it's kind of like fayish in that way but they're not they don't refer to themselves as fae um but it's her journey of um, she was running from her mates that they call themselves bonded for a specific reason, because there's this group of people called the resistance that want to kill all the gifted, which obviously her and her mates are um, the gifted. And there's like a whole society of gifted people and the resistance wants to kill them. And it's kind of, it kind of gives me like divergent vibes kind of, mm-hmm. um, where the gifted society, like half of them are just like, oh, the resistance doesn't exist. Like they're not going to do anything to us. And the other half are like, uh, heifers, we're going to die. We need to do something. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, (laughs) so, uh, she actually has one of the greatest gifts like in the world. 
And so the resistance are trying to find her. Well, she's running away from them and her bonded because once you bond with someone, your power gets even stronger. So she doesn't want to bond because she doesn't want her power to get stronger. And then the resistance find them and kill them. So she's running away to protect her bonded so they don't get killed. Well, they all think she just ran away because she didn't want to be bonded to them. So like the first couple of books is like her saying... They, they catch her. She has to enroll in this school. Um, and they're like, we don't like you. Like you ran away from us. And she's just has to like kind of take their bullying a little bit. It's light bullying though. It's not like Zodiac Academy mm-hmm. level bullying. Okay. And then obviously they, by the third book, they all realize the sacrifice she made and they're all coming together now to fight against the resistance. So I'm in the middle of book three there. I read the first two books over the weekend. They're wow. really, really good. It's just a different spin on fantasy that I haven't read before. So I'm really enjoying these books. This, so the first three books are Broken Bonds is the first. The second is Savage Bonds. And the third is Blood Bonds. And then I have on my TBR list, Forced Bonds, Tragic Bonds, and Broken Bonds are the last three that I haven't read. And but I saw this a- was a complete series. Like this yeah. is done. Yes. And it's a really good one. I highly suggest it. I was so excited when I saw this on your red list because I have seen this all over mm-hmm. like YouTube and book talk. And I think what happened at first is I read, I didn't even finish it. I read like maybe the first three chapters of a book that I think I got it confused with this series. Cause either the cover, the mm-hmm. number of mates, like it was very similar and Mm -hmm. it was such a lame book that I like didn't even finish Mm -hmm. it. So I dismissed it. And then I've been thinking, is that the same book? And so now that you described it, it's not at all. Like it's completely different. And I'm really excited like that. Mm -hmm. I'm like mentally putting it on my TBR because it's it's, really good. It's so highly recommended. You see people just love it. Yeah. Is it the best writing on the planet? No, but It's very like you just get involved and you want them to survive because like she's just been through so much and it's very unique relationships with each mate and it's got some good spice. You know, I'm not going to say it's like four out of five peppers. It's not like Madison Kate level, but, um, you know, but it's, it's got good spice, but it has really good plot, really good plot. That's really nice. And it really gives me like a a more fantasy version of divergent vibes where they're just trying to survive and like kill off the bad people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. Well, I, my next two books are the last two books on my red books this time. Um, But what I was trying to do is like live in the moment in the cozy season, because this was like fall slash Halloween. And so I read The Very Secret Society of Irregular Witches by Sangum Madonna and Mandana. Sorry, not to be confused with Madonna. Yeah. No, <laughs> who scares here, us okay. on TikTok? Oh my God, her TikTok. Let's just not go there. She did drugs <laughs> on her live, y'all, like straight drugs. There is a live video of her sniffing stuff. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. It's always like a jump scare whenever she comes up. It's like, what I is know. happening? It's too bad. 
Okay. So, and then the one that I'm still listening to is magic lessons by Alice Hoffman and why I started with magic lessons. This is the author of practical magic, right? Which is what the, the, um, movie is based on these books, but they said that, and I listen, don't hate me. I can't remember practical magic. Like I'm sure I watched it a million years ago, but I don't remember. And everybody said like read magic lessons first. Cause it's like the prequel. So mm-hmm. I'm doing that. Um, let's start with this one first. I'm a little bit nervous because the book is so good and I feel like it's going to stab me in the heart. Like I feel the heartbreak oh, coming no. and Am I enjoying the journey along the way? Yes. But a little bit, I'm like, why are you doing that? Like why it's set in like the 15 and 1600s. And so it's giving me the vibe that I wanted, but I'm a little bit scared. Like I'm kind of a baby Uh (laughs) when it comes to like real big heartbreak. Yeah. Um, But the very secret society of irregular witches, I have to say like overall, I didn't enjoy I gave it two out of five stars just because maybe it wasn't my thing, but there's like a modern day witch who it, she posts videos to YouTube, but Mm. like they have a coven, but they're only allowed to meet in a different place every time once a quarter. And it's just like, there's sort of a curse or kind of all have to be forced to be broken up. So somebody calls her and asks her to come help these three children, witches that have been orphaned. So she has to make the decision. Is she going to help them? A romance comes into play, like a grumpy sunshine type of a romance. And there is a plot, like you're following along with something happening, but all in all, like it was a little slow for me. It was a little boring and how they wrapped it up. I kind of went meh. Ah. Uh... Gotcha. But the magic lessons is following Hannah and Maria, two witches that I think are going to come into play later. And so Mm -hmm. it's like their history. Maria is like 16 or 17 right now. And she's just followed a man. She has a baby. She followed a man to Salem. And so he is a magistrate in Salem, which they talk about like that pilgrim what was going on there historically, how like women weren't allowed to wear color. They had to cover their hair. They weren't allowed to like talk too loud or, you know, all those things. So she has, she lived in a, a somewhere in England and then she lived in the Indies for like a year and she is not going to fit there. So that's where I'm at the part in the story where she ends up having a baby with this guy who turns out to be the magistrate. She followed him, but I feel like she's getting into, like, she doesn't know what's Mm -hmm. about to go down. So you could see like the buildup of the heartbreak. But if you liked the movie, Practical Magic, and you're interested in reading the book, this could Mm -hmm. be a really good one to start with. Okay. That's interesting. I love that movie, by the way. Mm -hmm. So. Okay, so this last book on my red list, I literally finished this morning. I listened to it on Audible and I gave it like a one out of five. Mm. First of all, the narration was terrible. The girl was, I just, I don't know why I lasted the entire book, honestly. It's called Twisted Love by Anna Huang. Huang, I guess that's how you say it. It's highly suggested on BookTok. It's very cheesy. There are some, are some mafia references, like the main character, the male main character, his uncle is was in the mob, and it's just me. I mean, there's some good spice. The plot is not that interesting, but 
I wouldn't suggest it. If you just want like a cheesy read, then go for it. But I have lots of better, cheesier reads than that mm-hmm. that are more enjoyable, I would say. I but, hear you. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to do, I think you just want to do our TBR list, like just read them through because yeah. I'm not guaranteeing that I'm going to read all of these. But <laughs> what I like to do is when I hear about books, I put them like on my, my list. And then what I did before I picked up magic lessons is I just like listened to a few of the intros. Cause this was on audible. Cause it's like knitting season here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I want to, I'm doing a lot of audiobooks. So I listened to like the beginning of a couple and then picked it. So these are just some ideas that I have saved. Definitely. I am going to do the broken bonds series. I don't know if that's the name oh, of the series, yes. but yes, I'll definitely yes. read those. Um, I might save those for like read instead of listen to just because I like mm-hmm. to have one of each, but mm-hmm. I read, there's a book by Cheryl Richardson who she is like one of the original, like OG coaches. She okay. learned from a guy named Leonard something, but they credit him with being the father of like the modern day coaching movement. And okay. so I learned all about coaching from her. That's where I found out about coach university. That's where I did my certification for like life coaching. Basically, um, Mm -hmm. she used to have a little like radio show where people could call in anyway, she has a book about self-care that I enjoyed and I read it many years ago. So she has a new book called self-care for the wisdom years. Mm -hmm. And she always has such good ideas and she's just a very comforting person and an author. So that's on my potentially, um, will read list. Another nonfiction is in order to live by Yeonmi Park. And it's the journey, like it's a real life journey of, um, Yeonmi who left North Korea and what she experienced there. Um, I think it'll be really, really interesting. Listen, completely opposite of that. We're doing our annual fall Gilmore Girls rewatch. And yeah. so I forgot that Lauren Graham had a book. It's called Talking As Fast As I Can. I did not know that. It's supposed to be some behind the scenes of Gilmore Girls and just her life. And so I thought that could be really fun. Two books that are cozy fantasy that are highly recommended in that genre are called Spindles End by Robin McKinley and The House Witch by Delam Hawk, just one name, D-E-L-E-M-H-A-C-H, however you would say that. Yeah. I'm not (laughs) going to try. The house, which is actually a man, which I like that like twist. There is a romance in there. So those are the, if you liked the idea of cozy fantasy, those are the two like top recommendations in that genre. And Mm -hmm. then um, I saw this gal do a video on TikTok that talked about books that changed her life. So I saved Mm -hmm. some of these, but one of them was called women with ADHD, embrace neurodiversity, live boldly and break through barriers. And I had a friend pick this up and was immediately touched and like wrote me about what this book like had meant to her in the first like chapter. So Mm -hmm. I thought that could be a really interesting read. So kind of depending on my mood, I have a little bit of everything and, you know, we'll probably add some things. I I have been trying to read seasonally. So if you guys have any like cozy Christmas Hallmark movie-esque type books. Oh yeah. 
definitely, definitely. Cause I'll add those on for sure, but that's yeah. my, my list. Okay. So my TBR list consists of the last three of the broken bond series. So force bonds, tragic bonds, unbroken bonds all by Jay Bree. And then I do want to read the second book in the flesh and bone series. What hunts inside the shadows by Harper L woods. I finally want to get to gleam by Raven Kennedy. Yes. Um, and then the rest of mine are nonfiction. So once I'm back in that like headspace, then I do want to read Building a Story Brand by Don Donald Miller because it's just one of those books in the marketing realm that is so mm -hmm. highly suggested. It's classic, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Prince Harry is coming out with a book in January called Spare, and he is narrating it. And so I definitely want to listen to it on Audible because I would just love to hear his story. Like, you know, you hear what you see or read on tabloids and the media, but I really want to hear, I hope he gets really candid and really real about it. Um, and raw. I think the title, if it's any indication, I think people were maybe more met about it. And then when they saw the mm -hmm. title, that seems like a statement that yeah. he's willing to just like, say it like it is. I really hope he does. That's what I'm wanting. And then, you know, I, I'm iffy about this book, but I want to read Free Indeed by Ginger Duggar just because like I grew up Southern evangelical and like <laughs> Julie can tell you because I've sent her some stuff like religion is just a way of life here. It's like breathing. And I've been, you know, I'm a Christian. I love me some Jesus, but I've been kind of deconstructing some of those like really toxic religious views and thoughts over the last few years and mindsets. So I would love to hear from her. I did follow the Josh Duggar trial very closely just because I don't know. I was just really invested um, in getting justice. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And it's, it's just heartbreaking, truly mm -hmm. not for him, but for like, for, you know, his wife and kids. So I want to hear what Ginger has to say about things. So hopefully it won't completely suck. And then, oh, here's another spicy one I mixed in there. I think I'm going to read book four of the Salacious Players Club. You remember Sarah Kate? It was like praise and mercy. Oh and yeah. I think I'm going to read book four. Just when I need to like. <laughs> heat things up a little bit um but yeah so <laughs> that was probably one of the spiciest series I've ever read yes like, that's the one you were like mortified over yes would I ever look someone dead in the eye and admit I read that probably not if they heard me on the podcast obviously I have to admit to it but <laughs> yeah Anyway, and then finally, I I've been this has been in my library, and you just need to dive in. Chill and Prosper by Denise Duffield Thomas. So really good. I yeah. and she did like a new forward or added a new chapter or something to that mm -hmm. book. So it's revised, and uh, I just always love her. She has such great yeah. advice. It'd be a great book to start the new year off with, or like that new mm -hmm. year mindset. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm excited. Lots of good, good things happening in the book world. Yeah, absolutely. And I did see there was a book that came out. Oh, you know what I forgot to add is listen, I know we're like, we're on the fence. We've had, we've been on a very rocky journey with Jennifer Armentrout. <sighs> did you hear my sigh? I hope the microphone didn't block it out. Cause that was a big one. I know, but 
So there was that prequel series of Mm -hmm. like the primals, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, that was such a good book. And this is book two of the primals series part so about the gods mm -hmm. so it's like a book two of the prequel and like I said book one was so good and she did us dirty because like book one and two of the series called from 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 blood and ash (laughs) right so like book two book one and two of from blood and ash were so good and then she lost the plot in my opinion like it just went blah but I feel like it has potential. So book one in this like prequel was so good. And I think it comes out, I want to say like definitely in November, but within the first two weeks of November. So I think I'm going to have to do it just because I, I want to know, like, I genuinely want to know what happens with those characters and will she tie it in? I'm sure. Will it be like Sarah J Moss level of tying it in? No, no. But I think it'll still be worth it. Will I read any more books in the Blood and Ass series? No. I don't think so. I'm Um, done. If she came out with like, and everybody said they absolutely loved it and like everything came together, I would consider it. But otherwise, I will never like not pick it up on my own. I kind of feel that way about Zodiac Academy because it's been so long. Do you know like this month, November? She is putting out book seven or eight. There's not, it's not a complete series. This is not the last freaking book. This is not the last freaking book. This is what I'm talking about, y'all. This gets me hated. It gets my goose going. I don't like it. It could have ended like three books ago. Like quit it. I know these sisters have more to do than just write the series. Like I cannot, I cannot. I told, when Holly told me that I lost my lid, I was like, absolutely not. Like I will not touch it again until all the books are out. I will not. I, I'm with you. I'm that's what I was going to say. Like I'm not reading anymore until they're all out. Mm-hmm. And even then, like I'm disconnected enough from the series that I would yeah. be okay with like never picking it up again. It will be Same. way far in the future if I ever do. Like I'm not on the like edge of my seat. You know, if we're yeah. talking about Sarah J. Moss and like Crescent City 3 coming out. Like, yeah. clear my calendar. I'm on vacation. Oh, I need to add that to my DVR. You have to, but you have to. Oh my gosh. You've got to finish Throne of Glass. Like, that oh, is your carrot dangling. You okay. are going to be like, you guys stay tuned because this, like, <laughs> next year, we're going to be talking about like her finishing the Throne of Glass series and then reading Crescent City. And then mm. we're going to have to have like a spoilers, like, if you don't want to know these things, mm-hmm. tune out because we're going to have to like Good do some hot goss, as Rochelle would say, about mm-hmm. like what <laughs> happens at the end yes. of book two in Crescent City. Yes. Yes. Sheesh. <laughs> so many good things. <laughs> You guys, wherever we find you today, whether you're in the States and you're celebrating Thanksgiving or like Mm -hmm. recuperating after, you know, all the family dinners and festivities, doing Mm -hmm. your Christmas shopping, or if you're outside of the States and enjoying like spring or summer, you know, in a different hemisphere, we just are so grateful that Mm -hmm. you let us do these episodes, that you tune in, that you write us about books, that you get as excited about books as we do. It means so much. And 
it's just, there's such a joy to record, to get to hang mm-hmm. out together and to get to hang out with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. We're just grateful. Super grateful. I hope y'all have the best Thanksgiving. What are you eating for Thanksgiving? Let's just, we'll end Oh my God. Like we're going to visit my husband's family and my mother-in-law can cook. She can throw down. So I'm really hoping for her macaroni casserole, which is like macaroni on crack, you know, like extra cheese and all the butter. And then, you know, all the Southern staples, um, turkey, greens, peas, all the things, rolls. So I what about it. y'all? We have gone off the rails a few times. Usually somebody in the family, usually like my husband or somebody will bring us back in, but we've done like Mexican Thanksgivings where we just do like a whole big like taco thing. We've done like steak, but the last couple of years we've done traditional. So I imagine Mm -hmm. we'll do more traditional. We always do like wine braised mushrooms. So they cook all day and like super cheap mm. wine. They turn purple, but they just taste so good. And then I've never had that. Like canned green beans cooked to death with like a pack of bacon in it is just one of my like favorites with the stuffing. Like there's nothing, there's nothing fancy about it. It's like literally stovetop stuffing. But man, I love it. <laughs> we have Southern cornbread dressing and my Mima, like I have her recipe or her handwritten recipe, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm so afraid to try it. Like, cause if it doesn't taste like hers, I'll be sad. Yeah. But, um, my mom and my sister, they make me, um, my favorite sweet potato casserole, but I don't like, cause Southerners, they put like mushrooms and pecans and like diabetes level sugar. I don't like it like that. I just like it plain with like a little bit of sugar and vanilla flavoring, but it's so freaking good. And then we deep fry our turkeys because in South, everything's fried, Mm. like every single thing, but it's so good dripping with grease. (laughs) So yeah, I hope y'all are eating some yummy food today. Mm -hmm. Well, just know we're thinking about you. And if you miss us, we will be back again in December with your spicy book episode. And we might, maybe we'll do a wrap up, like an end of the year. Let us know if you guys have a preference, like either best of 2022, like what Mm -hmm. we would like our top picks from the whole year or And, or we could do like our wrap up of what we read, you know, up until that point. So like the next couple months, what we're reading. So let us know if you guys have a preference, maybe we'll do a poll on, on IG, but otherwise love you guys. Love y'all. Thank you. 